Thank you so much for listening to our newest episode of Who Let Us Watch This. My name is Elise Vest. And I'm Jenny Glass. And tonight we'll be discussing one of my least favorite childhood shows, Seinfeld. It was one of two programs, besides basketball, that my father would watch. In case you're wondering, the other one was X-Files. And if we disrupted his I thought you said there were two shows basketball and Seinfeld no 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 plus basketball basketball got weaned out though I don't know what happened there was some drama but uh, if we disrupted Seinfeld time oof look out Uh, to the contrary Seinfeld and Cheers were and Star Trek were my father's three favorite television shows and I watched all of them with him but my strong preference was for Seinfeld the show today is dedicated to Jerry Paulson uh, who suggested that we cover Seinfeld and I couldn't have been happier because I had to do zero research for this episode. Jenny owns very few DVDs, most not a big of DVD which collector. I have purchased for her. Mm-hmm. She does, however, own the box set of Seinfeld, which was a Thank gift you, from Joe. my dear friend Joe. Yep, who also likes Seinfeld, um, probably not as much as I do. I think it's a competition, and she just laid down the gauntlet. I just want to just uh, skit scat for a moment on how much oh. I like how I like Seinfeld. Um, so I am such a Seinfeld fan that my father and I, as a bonding exercise, I suppose, for years, would just play a Seinfeld trivia game that we invented ourselves because we felt that Seinfeld trivia was not difficult enough in its current form where we could already find it. And we would ask each other questions like, who was who played the mailman, like the postmaster general, in the episode about Kramer's junk mail? Any takers? Nope. That'd be one Wilford Brimley. What? Yeah. That guy's crazy famous. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and just a lot of different stuff, like, you know, what was the what was the car that that uh Jerry always wanted when he was a little boy. No clue. A van. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm bored already Um, with that Jew. Anyway, though, I I think that um, I I will just just to frame reference for how much uh, how often I watch this show. Um, I watched probably no less than about at least three episodes a day. Wow. Uh, from the ages of 13 until I was 20. Hmm. And yet I changed the channel as often as I could. Thank God for TBS. Yeah, I was just thinking it was constantly on TBS. Yeah, it's always on. The syndication is insane with the show. So there's I, all, there's well, no way you can't catch it. When Sony got hacked and their emails were leaked, mm-hmm. part of the, the leak was how much... Um, they pay to syndicate that show each, like yeah, a week of that show, yeah. millions of dollars. It's it's so good, One though. One week. It's just, it's impeccable television. Um, Elise got me a book yeah. uh, for my uh, birthday. Christmas. Christmas, sorry, for Christmas this year called Seinfeldia, which I have not uh, made 100% of the way through or even 25% of the way through. But what I mm. have read is very interesting, and I won't bore anyone with the details, but needless to say... I am a very, very, very obsessed 
uh, with Seinfeld, and I well have educated a on it. Large portion of I, my brain space. I don't is think you can deny that he shaped comedy with this show, um, and just in general pop culture. Like that show changed, yeah, America. Yeah, one hundred percent. I appreciate you admitting that, even despite the fact that you think it's terrible. Well, because I said a comment before about I said he's a Jew. And I was bored with him earlier. And in case anyone was listening, I... I didn't even hear that. Well, in case. I'm yeah. not anti-Semitic. Wow. Jeez. And- okay. <laughs> uh, what a good segue into the way we're going to frame this episode this week. Well, first I have to say, um, Seinfeld, his haircut. My dad had the same haircut for most of the 90s. I think and most wore of the people in the 80s had that haircut. Levi jeans and just like the random shirts. Random fun fact. What? I'll just going to pop in with trivia every oh, once in a while. Sh- oh, God. What size waist does Jerry have? 30. Incorrect. He wears a 31-31, but he erases the two and makes it a one. That's from an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going to go through my top five or seven episodes of Seinfeld. Um, in no particular order. Uh, I, I said to Elise as I was trying to pick these out. It's hard to choose, as I'm sure all the fans listening of Seinfeld would say. You can go back through each episode, and it has its own reasons for being great in and of itself. It was a great, well-contained show. It was one of the first shows to do uh, the, a plot that, that included all characters um, that would start with like every single situation She's talking that talking about having an A plot, up. a B plot, a C plot, and then they all were... Yeah. Together. This was like the first show that did that in any real way. Well, I think soap operas did it, but whatever. In one episode? Mm, I don't know. I didn't watch them, so. That would be a no. Well, I I think it should be said, we did not watch any episodes of Seinfeld this week in preparation for this one, because I can't stand it, and two, because Jenny has them memorized, so what's the point? There was no point. We'll get started with um, one of of my all-time favorites, The Merv Griffin Show. I actually enjoy that one, too. Yeah, we're going to start with this because Elise actually does like this episode. Mm-hmm. But the basic plot line is that Kramer is... Like, finds the set pieces yeah, for the Merv Griffin He's walking by a dumpster in the, in the very beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. He finds all the Merv Griffin set. Which, he, if you don't know who that is, he's like Conan, but different. We're not going to explain who the characters are. If you don't know who the characters are of Seinfeld... No, no, Merv Griffin. Oh, okay. I was like... If you were explaining who Kramer was. No, no, If you don't know who Merv Griffin is. Yeah, he was old 19, 1970s, 60s, whatever. I don't Talk know. Talk show. Anyway, not important and super boring. But Merv Griffin uh, show is reconstructed in Kramer's um, apartment. Which should be tiny. Well, like, it all, none of it makes any sense. Sure. And it's so, it's just so good <laughs> that it's just like, he's got like these plastic chairs in there and he mm-hmm. sets the whole thing up and everything works. Yep. The and lighting. then he and Newman become like the new talk show host to the Merm Griffin show. To no one. So that is Kramer's plot line mm-hmm. for the episode. Um, Elaine also has an interesting plot line going on um, where she has a, a person, a new person starting in the office who is, is like, what does he call it? Uh, a sidler. I used to use that term um, growing up to describe anybody that would sneak up on you. You couldn't hear them coming. And so Elaine's plot line is that the only way she can track this guy is... Um, Squeaky shoes. Nope. Tic Tacs. Damn it. <laughs> so she gives him Tic Tacs. Then her boss gets really upset 
uh, that the, the Tic Tacs are clinking around. And so she tells him that he needs to start chewing gum. He says the only gum that he likes is Mickey Mouse gum. And it was made like 30 years ago and they haven't made it since. And then ropes into Jerry's plot line, which he's dating a woman that he goes over to her <gasps> house, has a massive toy collection. This is that episode? That includes the Mickey Mouse gum. <gasps> so she wants to come over there. And even though she originally chastises him and judges him severely for, for getting, basically drugging that girl yeah, to sleep for, so he could play with the toys. Right. She comes over, does the exact same thing to play right. with an easy bake oven and secure the Mickey Mouse gum. Right. Meanwhile, George also wants to play with the toys. Everyone wants to play with the toys. George Except is, for that girl, the girlfriend. Oh, yeah. No, the girlfriend doesn't care at all about the toy collection. Which is weird. George's plot line in this entire thing is that is another, like, the thing that I love about Seinfeld is it's each episode has, like, no less than three or four solid quotes that you would say or use in everyday life. Um, that are applicable to situations. So the one that comes from George in this one, much like the Seidler comes from Elaine, um, is we had a deal. And it's in reference to animals getting out of your way when you're driving. George hits a squirrel. Hence, George brings the squirrel on the Merv Griffin set where the squirrel is then attacked by Kramer by the hawk because Kramer has switched to a new format called Scandals and Animals. (laughs) Um, just an all-around great episode. It's the whole thing just fits in so well. It it sends a strange message about drugging your girlfriend so that you can play with her toys. Yeah, and it's just kind of like it plays into like the very childish nature of Jerry, which is a, yeah. a great. Um, I mean, I think what it's, a lot of people's problem with the show is is that it's just very nihilistic. There's no, um, like Jerry doesn't has, have any real feelings. There's no remorse. No. Uh, and in fact, I like this show so much uh, that I wrote a paper about it in college about uh, relating it to, I think, Kierkegaard um, mm. and, and ethics. Because he and never shows any, it. like, real affection for anyone. No, I mean, in the show's demise, mm-hmm. like, the last episode of the show um, is about the Good Samaritan Law and how they don't do anything. The characters are, are put in jail mm-hmm. um, for not, do, not, inter- not interceding in a crime. Mm. Um, because they're such shitty people, but, but the Merv Griffin show is a great episode and everybody should watch it. Um, the next one that I want to talk about is the Bizarro Jerry. Um, the reason, <laughs> the reason that I think this episode should be in anyone's top, top five or top 10, um, one, and, and just in relationship to who let us watch this of like things that this did to me, I refer openly to people as the Bizarro me or the Bizarro you, um, what? It's a doppelganger. It's your, it's your doppelganger. Okay. It's that person that exists in society that is exactly like you in every way. They're just not you. They look the same? They don't have to look the same. The same personality. Mm. We, like, I think if I met someone with my personality, I'd be wildly annoyed. Not be friends with them? No. I'd be friends with mine. Sure. Anyway, what happens in the episode? Um... In the Bizarro Jerry, Elaine meets a new set of friends that are she finds out slowly are the Bizarro versions of her of George and Kramer and Jerry. Um, and then the two worlds collide at one point in the episode, and it's very strange. Does the Earth explode? It doesn't explode. It is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elaine ultimately, ultimately, they don't like Elaine, and I believe that they actually start excluding Elaine. But like yeah. the Bizarro version is like. It's you 
but it's kind of like the opposite of the things that you, that you do or like that you're good at. So it's like, it's the, it's just a bizarro version of your world. Like in the bizarro version of George, he like is very well read and very deliberate and very like smart. So it's not really the same. It's not the the same as you, but my 13 year old interpretation of what bizarro meant was you in another person's body. And I've used that to describe people a lot over the years. Seinfeld has shaped my um, most most of my language and my personality. So I don't know why you don't like the show, because if you don't like the show, I don't even know if you like me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad we're getting down to it. (laughs) I think that if this was going to deride in anything, it was going to go there pretty quick because (laughs) I mean, you laugh. This is me. Welcome to my brain. And what formed their original bridges? Okay, then what about the third episode? That's your favorite? <laughs> there's not. There's other stuff that happened in the Bizarro Jerry. I think well, that that's I've just lost interest. That's just the main, the main gist. Sure. Um. All right. The next one is a all-time classic. And for anybody that is going to be going to any kind of performance, uh, the Pez dispenser, I would rank. It is a great episode that really profiles Jerry's infantilism. Is that how you say that? Infantilizing? He he is Infa- in- infantilized, but I, I yeah. don't know what the ism would be. Okay. Child childlike he, nature. Yes, he has a he has a childlike nature for making fun of things. He brings a Pez dispenser to George's girlfriend's piano concert and puts it randomly on Elaine's leg in the middle of the performance. <laughs> And Elaine bursts out laughing and uh, effectively heckles George's girlfriend, um, who says they'll never forget that laugh as long as they live. Um, I think at the same time, this might be the same episode where George is a hand model. Um, Which, by the way, Jenny has always wanted to be a hand model. (laughs) Look at these hands. I have. So I, supple. It's not that I've always wanted to be a hand model, Elise. I was approached about being a hand model and decided not to pursue it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I was. I was approached in college. Sure. About doing some hand jobs. Mm. That's what they're called in the biz. I wouldn't know the lingo. Yeah. Not up on the skit scat. Well, I'm just saying they're silky smooth all the time and I apply no lotion. You probably should. I don't. They don't need it. They moisturize themselves. Um, probably because you just don't wash your hands enough. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this actually is the episode where, where George um, becomes a hand model, but I do mm. like that it came out that I could have been a hand model. Should have been even. Yeah, it could have been, should have been. I just like the um when he puts the Pez dispenser on her leg, it what, is the funniest can you shit on earth. Explain what type of Pez dispenser it is. I think it was a duck. Okay. Um but Jerry are, just has it. Are he they likes dressed candy. in like just tuxedos and full. They were dressed gowns. in nice in a nice nice clothing, yeah, okay. for a for a concert. Right. Is it a concerto? Uh it is not. It's just one woman playing the piano up there. And okay. and and it's it's George's girlfriend. Right. Is that the fiance? No, this is not the fiance. So she doesn't make it. 
they go through significant others on this show like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, that is like, well, they decided early that this was, there were no, no romantic right. stuff. If you watch the first season, you can tell that they're trying to develop and build mm-hmm. this idea of like a relationship between Jerry and Elaine. Because like she's the former ex-girlfriend. What? Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, J- Jerry dated Elaine in the past. It's mm-hmm. never, it's only brought up in the past. They don't, you know, and there's even, an, I think there's an episode in first or second season where, I know there's the episode, but I don't know which season it's in, where Elaine and Jerry decide to have sex with each other in a, like, friend sex type thing with, ben- with benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it never goes anywhere. And they literally made a creative decision that there would be no long-term romantic interest between any of the four characters. Um, but, like, George, ironically, is the only one that seemed to have, like, a real long-term relationship, but then she dies. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it just, it was really, one of the reasons they had a lot of doubts for the show is because they thought, how There's can no it show, yeah, where's the arc of, like, that yeah. keeps you engaged? Where's I the mean, Jim it, and the Pam? Where's the... Right. The only thing is Kramer and entering that door. Which I think makes the show all that much more impressive that it was captivating for as long as it was and was not canceled, but literally just didn't come back because Jerry didn't want to do it anymore. He wanted to go out on a high note. It's 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 great. They did the whole thing without any romantic, like, you know, play at all. Just amazing. I know you're just bored to tears. I really am. I'm um, sorry. Anyway, the next one that I think um, is pertinent to my, my personal life uh, and me growing up is the contest. And this just basically, it was a contest for who could last the longest without uh, having sex or masturbating. I think it was just masturbating, actually. It was over who could uh, who could go Because they were longest. single and they weren't going to be. They weren't, they weren't single. Um, in that episode, Elaine is going to a gym that John F. Kennedy Jr. goes to. And that's what she gets out on. She masturbates to, 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 to John John. R.I.P. <laughs> Um, Kramer's gone pretty instantly, I think, because there's someone that's like a naked roommate or someone across the hall is like across from the, their apartment is naked. Um, but, uh, Larry David won an, uh, an Emmy for this show, for this episode mm-hmm. in particular. It's just a great episode. Um, and definitely was the first time that I, um, ever talked or heard about masturbation. And the episode starts with George getting caught doing it. Hmm. Um, like in his apartment? No, he's at a at work. He's at a hospital okay, where his mother better. has broken her back, mm-hmm. I believe. And he's master he masturbates to um the woman on the other side of the curtain being uh giving a sponge bath. That's yes. Yeah. But you okay. can't see anything. Sure. Um but no, it's great. He says he's never going to do it again. They make a contest out of it. I just wanted to mention this episode for the sake that Seinfeld taught me life. And this is a key part of it. Sorry, I'm just looking up uh, John John because I wanted to see if he was the one that died in the plane crash. He was. His wife died with him. <clears throat> I believe she did. Um, it appears that you are correct. They died on the same day in the ocean. I think so. Um, you know, just because I have uh, Real Housewives in New York, Carolyn, Caroline, oh, I'm blanking on it. Carol was married to a Kennedy and she's technically a princess. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if that was her husband. It wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. Um, the next one I wanted to talk about is a smelly car. 
great episode that taught me about body odor and puberty and that you can smell terrible. And you will. Yeah. But um, there's really no need to go into that episode a lot in detail. A valet, you know, drives Jerry's car up and he stinks and then there's this mutant B.O. in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, He gets it cleaned. He takes it in. Nothing works. Elaine's relationship suffers as a result of it. Jerry stinks. Everybody stinks. I think the most lingering thing for me about the show is how uh, willing Jerry is to leave his apartment unlocked. When, you know, yeah, Kramer just waltzes There's also in. a lot of locks on the door that there just never are, seem to be used. Because it's New York City and it's a dangerous-ass place. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think this is just good for... There's a couple recurring things in it. Um, I think this is one of the first time, or it's probably the second or second times Rochelle Rochelle is mentioned, which is a movie that exists in the universe of Seinfeld. Um, Journey from Milan to Minsk. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Um, yeah. But it did teach me about B.O. That's my interpretation uh, <laughs> of the base. That will, yeah, that will propel. Yeah. These different episodes going through. Um, the next one is The Opposite. I just like this because, like, it's one of my dad and I's favorite episodes. It's when Jerry – or it's when George um, decides that he's going to do the opposite of everything right. he's ever done. This is a good one. Yeah. And yes. it's a good – it's like a plot pivot for George yeah. and his character. He, he gets to work at the Yankees afterwards. He's unemployed, living at his mommy and dad's house. <laughs> Sad. He orders the opposite thing yep. for, for lunch leads him to meet a beautiful woman mm-hmm. whose father works for the Yankees, gets him a job as the assistant to the traveling secretary of the Yankees. What? Another fun fact piece of trivia, um, which would be super easy, and anybody that watches the show should know that. Yeah, obvi. Um, that that's what George's job is. But For one episode. No, this is his job from that point on. Really? Yeah. He keeps that job? Let me go through George's jobs Okay, real quick here. We've got, he starts out, he does real estate in the first season. Who would buy anything from him? <laughs> he does real estate. He poisons his boss. What? Tries to poison his boss. Ends up getting out of real estate. <laughs> then. And not jail. And I might mess up the order of these, but I think he goes from real estate to, um, I mean, he's unemployed for, an ex- for like another extensive period of time. Yeah. Um, he works at a, I think later, later in the, in the series, he works for an industrial sanding company. Um, he works for the Yankees. He also for a brief time works for a company called Play Now, which makes play equipment where he pretends to be disabled and is ultimately fired as a result. Um, but taught me tenacity. <laughs> For how you could stick it out in a job. Um, By pretending to be disabled? Yeah. Then, in fact, everybody but Jerry transitions a lot through their careers. Mm -hmm. Elaine works for the J. Peterman Company for majority of the show, um, but also worked for uh, Mr. Pitt for a long time um, and works for Pendant Publishing. It's just like she's all over. She does a lot of stuff, too. Um, And so does George. George and her have the most jobs. Kramer works for a bagel company briefly. And then he's on strike for like 10 years. Yeah, he's on strike for like 10 years from a bagel. Yeah, it's funny you know that. Because I remember that episode where he shows up and he's like, you know, <laughs> what, what is that? What do, what do people on strike say? We're like, we don't like 
the people that stop the strike that go back skins tags there's a name for <laughs> i don't him. know what you're trying to refer okay to. he was like well we don't like him and they were like well we gave up on this like six years ago yeah we all got other jobs <laughs> right and he i guess was still collecting benefits or something unemployment due to a numerical thing maybe i'm making this up yeah that doesn't sound super familiar to me um we could skags do we don't like skags we could do an entire show on just kramer because he's an enigma wrapped in coiffed hair what is kramer's first name william wow this is like so easy harold Cosmo okay. Kramer. Um, What's his favorite type of tobacco product? Kramer's? Mm-hmm. Cigars? Yes. Ask me whatever you have in your back pocket for trivia. What shoes does Kramer wear? Like wingtips? Okay. I mean, I don't know the answers to any of these questions. I'm just asking. <laughs> uh, what temperature does Jerry insist his apartment be set at? He doesn't. Okay. What type of bike does Jerry have hanging up in the wall? That uh, he never it's a, rides. It's a green. It's a green bicycle. Um, How many? It speeds? looks like a one speed, isn't it? It looks like one speed. Okay, could be wrong. Um, I guess I. Well, how many? No, I don't have anything. I wish you could ask me real trivia. And had enough information to go off of to ask me. I just don't like the show. And it's very disappointing because, you know, I'm into erudite television and just like thinking comedy, whatever. I can't speak. I'm tired. Um, So you'd think that I would love this show. It sounds like the perfect show for me. But I don't know if it was just like the first general impression that this is a dad show or this is boring old white people TV, you know, mm-hmm. put on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or something Yeah, I mean, like I that. can see that. I think, um, you know, it's an acquired taste. But as far as my childhood, I think back on, you know, my, like I remember watching this show. I watched it in mass. Um, when you yawn, mm-hmm. you've got to yawn away from Oh, I didn't me. know it was captured anything. I, can, oh. I mean, I, it's probably not, but... Oh. Just affecting my excitement. I'm sorry. I'm very excited for Seinfeld. <laughs> for Seinfeld. Um, also, before we move on from the opposite, this is also the episode where Elaine goes back for Juji Fruits. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yeah. Just like, I just don't know another show, even Friends, okay, where you could talk about an episode that, that like, from beginning to end, you don't, they're like, you don't miss anything. It's like it's all pertinent. It's such a deliberate show. Everything in it serves a purpose. I think you're devaluing Friends because it's bubblegum, and I think that that's wrong. But the reason, but the reason it's qualified as bubblegum, and I didn't like it even as a child. It's just, it's just like pointless. There's no, nothing. It's not. Well, Seinfeld is even more pointless. No, 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 no. It is not pointless. Yes, and I'll tell. It's not pointless, and the reason it's not pointless is because everything in the show. It's a purpose. But there's no memory of it. Like, further episodes never call back because they, it's like after it happens, it's erased from them. The characters never have a love interest except for that one time George had that fiance. In Friends, their characters grow and change. In Seinfeld, they stay static and they're the people that they are and they just encounter life and then that's it. No they impressions get worse. are left. Wow, what what they a, do get what a worse. sad impact. Jerry gets a lot worse. 
Jerry from the first season to the ninth season becomes so different person. self-involved. Yeah, they get more and more self-involved as right. the series goes on. Because being single is bad for people. You need to be with someone who checks you on your shit. Wow. Hashtag friends. Hashtag we were on a break. <laughs> I'm just saying. Have you ever seen the we were on a break episode of Friends? I've seen enough clips of it. But like you're talking no, about you like, okay, understand. you've got how many seasons was Friends? Ten. Ten seasons. Okay, you just mentioned like one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's your memory of the show. No, it's not my memory. That's your There's big so memory. Many. That's a memory. There are so many big things. The first time Ross and Rachel kiss, I cry every time. I don't want that in the show like this. Like, I don't need that. Okay. You know how many times Seinfeld's made me cry? None. Zero times. Wow. Because what great what, television. Because I, I want to be, I want to laugh. I don't think you can have highs if you don't have lows. Untrue. But also, sometimes crying is of joy. This episode is, this this show is 100% highs. No, it is medium. It's, it's the it's, meth of television. It is the is the unbuttered toast of America. Bland Ugh. and dry. No offense <sighs> to anyone involved in the show. You're very talented. Anyway, the last episode I wanted to talk about um, was how I got introduced to what birth control was. <laughs> um, and it's the episode called The Sponge. Yes. Oh, my God. That's a really yeah. good one. You know what's really funny is that I've I as I was sitting here trying to pick through episodes that I would want to talk about. Yeah, you were mentioning the poo poo attitude of it, and what? yet the episodes I've chosen, you seem to enjoy and like. It seems odd that you've liked almost every episode I've said. I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Anyway, in the sponge, um, I which I I think the sponge is real. I still don't know if it's real. No, or not. I don't think so. As a, that doesn't sound very real. As a member of the GLBT community, as I recently saw on someone's resume, LGBTQIA, it's, it's GLBT. It's not. Um, but as a member of that community, I'm not as familiar with birth control methods as I probably should be. Right. Well, you know, as something that doesn't affect your life, you have no yeah. interest to care about it. That or is correct. make sure that it, you know, people have it's access funded. to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's very important, though. Um, that was a joke, also. I'm, it's very important that people have access to reproductive health care because, you know, it uh, involves the future of our race. And you think that it would be valued that, you know, women take care of All their... right, Sally, get off your high horse over there. My mother's name is Sally. You um, bitch. My birthday is this week. Treat me special. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Happy birthday to Elise. Yeah. I'm going to be old. 31. 30 God, it goes by five. <laughs> no, I'm 26 years old this week. She's 31. No. Stop making that joke. They don't know the difference. Okay. Anyway, she needs to get her her um sponge, Her contraceptive sponges, but and they it's are, her method. They are being recalled. Right. And so she goes to every drugstore in a 25-mile radius. And buys them out. And like, but I think the funniest part of this episode is, is when she finally does find the sponge. She's like, let me get, let me get six sponges. It's like six, six sponges. She's like, let make, make it 10. He's like 10 sponges. She's like, just give me the whole case. I think the case will do me. <laughs> Cause she's a whore. Mm, or is she? I don't think she is. Or is she just obsessed with being protected? I think that it's important to have your method that's comfortable for you and if you want to be prepared for the future. However, I don't really care for the fact that she would use something that's being recalled. I don't remember if it was being recalled for 
safety or ineffectiveness. I don't think they say how why it's recalled. It's just being recalled, which I would not have faith in it at that point. Yeah. It also is Susan's yes. um, preferred contraception. Susan and is George, George's fiance. Correct. Uh, and Elaine will not give a sponge to George. No. Also, what's interesting that happens was when she does get the sponges, she's very selective with how much she's willing to have sex with people afterwards because she has a limited amount of sponges. And she coins the phrase sponge worthy. What? <laughs> Is he sponge worthy? That's so weird. Are you worthy of it? And what an interesting... Why doesn't she just go on something else? That's so weird. Just mark my words. If it becomes difficult to get contraception in this country, that is going to become the marker. People will start evaluating it. Perhaps the dividend, you know, unfortunately, will be that people get laid less and maybe relationship quality goes up just to buy a nose. You know what my fear is for that? Hmm. Rape goes up. I'm going to insert a uh, womp, womp, womp effect. Thanks. This is something I think about on the daily. Thanks, I don't know Debbie why. Downer. I'm very sorry. It's probably just because of Big Little Lies. Which is amazing. Yeah. Anyway, that's a perfect segue, I think, um, to a rough idea of where, uh, what, what Elise has been watching this week. This week, we bid farewell to the first season of Summer House. Oh. Fingers crossed for a renewal, or at least Steven to get his own show. Mm -hmm. We watch X-Men Apocalypse, which was better than I expected. I watched three episodes of How to Get Away with Murder, wrapped up that season. So pumped. Uh, episode of Midsummer Murders and Homeland uh, of This Is Us. In the future, what? can you put all your PBS shows in one and just save them for one category? Okay, but Victoria's PBS Midsummer Murders is BBC. I just want to get a rough idea of what percentage of the TV shows you watch is PBS. Well, that's the only one right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, but you know, I did miss the whole what second season of Mercy War Street. Thing? I didn't. Oh, watch, is that Mercy Street? Yeah, I didn't watch it. I'm just gonna mm -hmm. wait for it to come out on DVD. It's because it was really boring. <laughs> you fell asleep. No. Uh uh. I just Wasn't missed it. Of that? Okay. No. Um, I watched an episode of Homeland. One of This Is Us. Two of Fresh Off the Boat, three Big Little Lies. Mm, two good show. Yes. Oh gosh, yeah. it's good. It's you know what I thought of today that I think is what it what it, why I like it. Mm. It's like American Beauty, the TV show. I just like watching rich people have drama. Yeah, I it don't is a know theme what it to is. the television shows you enjoy. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, two episodes of The Mick, an episode of Workaholics, which they're really doing well this season. I'm enjoying yeah, it. It's that was that show. The episode I caught with you. Mm -hmm. With some really next level work yeah. from, from them. There's an episode they have Dennis something in it, Dennis Quaid. It's crazy funny. Um, two episodes of Goldbergs, one episode of Lethal Weapon, Blind Spot, and Supergirl. Three Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, we watched, I, oh no, sorry. I watched a movie called Tumble Down, which was really good slash sad. Uh, we watched the Amy Schumer leather special. Which is pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was funny. hilarious. I couldn't wear leather like that no. for two hours in front of all those lights. Um, two episodes of American Housewife, Fingers Crossed and Renewal, and an episode of The Path because I hadn't started it and it was pretty good. Hmm. 
Well, that about wraps up the show this week. We appreciate everybody who tuned in. Um, please feel free to leave us that review you've been waiting and writing. I know that um, it's probably just almost done and all you really have to do is just hit enter. So just go ahead and you have my permission to just go ahead and do that. We appreciate it. We appreciate all of our listeners who are listening either on Stitcher, on iTunes, on our website, uh, who let us watch this.busbrot.com. We do really appreciate it. Um, You can also follow us on Twitter at WLUWT. Um, or you can go to what is more than likely a defunct email address at this point <laughs> um, and write us an email if you feel so inclined. WLUWTpodcast at gmail.com. It is on my phone. I'll have you know. Sometimes I check it. We just don't get emails. Okay. Well, send us an email. Maybe you'll get a response. <laughs> Some questions or suggestions. Um, you can also follow us at our personal Twitter accounts. Uh, mine is at Elise Vess. I'm at J Rose Glass. If you are interested in getting a lot of political updates, mostly from Ralph Northam's campaign and sometimes from other places, um, thank you to Jerry for donating and sponsoring this podcast. And I hope that uh, this Seinfeld episode lived up to your wildest imaginations of, of what it could be. And I apologize that I did not mention the marine biologist episode. It, it almost made the cut, and I had it as a bumper sticker in my car for years. So. Um, it was not because, you know, it's just a timing issue, Jerry. It's not about the episode. Um, all right, everybody. Have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.